News Talk ZB and the New Zealand Herald present Cooking the Books with Francis Cook, demystifying your finances. Welcome to Cooking the Books. I'm Francis Cook. People go into business to make money. That's why it's a business idea and not a charity. Some people become very wealthy because of their entrepreneurial efforts, earning far more than they would have if they'd stayed in a salary role. But it's a risky strategy, as getting profitable is really hard work, especially in those early years. You don't have control over everything, and sometimes what seems like a great idea ends up tanking for reasons you can't quite work out. But you can tip the odds of success in your favor and avoid becoming a cautionary tale if you design your business carefully from the beginning. News Talk ZB presents Cooking the Books with Francis Cook, boosting your business confidence. I'm joined now by Joanne Randall from Baker Tilly Staples Rodway. Now, obviously, when people head into business, they're wanting to make money, but it's hard. It is. What are some of the things you think that people need to be looking at from the start to get off on the right foot? Now, look, Francis, I think one of the key things to consider is you need to get that right advice up front. Mm. It is really costly if you get it wrong to unwind it. Sometimes it's near impossible. Mm. So you've got to make sure you're considering the right structuring. So if it's a risky business you're going into, you need to protect your personal assets. Mm -hmm. However, if you're not sure about the viability of that business, don't spend a lot on a structure, which then it might be tax effective, but you're not paying any tax. So that's just not worth it. You should be spending it on other things. Mm. Terms of trade, you've got to be careful about those kind of things. So, yes, it sounds like a bit of a sales pitch, doesn't it, Francis? But it really is. You do have to make sure you get the right advice. Okay, so what sort of people do you look for for that advice and how do you vet them? Now, a lot of New Zealand is you talk to people who have used someone before Mm. and go, how did you find them? It really is, isn't it? We're such a small community. But I actually do feel that that is how you can make sure that you're getting the people that are actually reputable. Mm. Yeah, is someone has used them before. And I do think as well, if you're looking to get into business, it's helpful to be making contacts with people who've gone before you anyway. Totally agree. Because they have, I feel like a lot of people are quite generous with their time. If you are, you know, you make sure to be respectful of it Hmm. and they will give you a hand with those sorts of people that you should be talking to. Ask for help. Yeah. People are so willing, as you say, so generous. If you ask for help, they definitely will give it to you and often as you say for free yeah 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 now one of the things and I think you've been hinting at this already one of the things people talk about is a business plan yes what is one of those how do you do it now look I actually think people think business plans and they think a 30 page document one page what you have on it is your core purpose why are you going into business mm-hmm. why would a customer be you know, using your services. Mm -hmm. What are you actually, what are you in business for? Your target customers, Mm -hmm. the numbers you want to achieve. Mm -hmm. Now, as as an accountant, this is so important. You've got to actually understand what you want to achieve. Mm -hmm. The projects that you're going to have to do to get those numbers, and then specific action points in terms of those projects. 
Now, I would be reviewing that on a quarterly basis, Mm -hmm. just making sure that you are keeping track. Because if we don't have something down, how are we going to measure how we're doing? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How do we know that our business is even viable if we don't have that business plan, if we haven't done that research to begin with? And I think some people will put off as well putting down those those numbers and things. But if you don't put down numbers, that there's nothing concrete for you to measure yourself against. You have to set a goal if you're going to try and work towards one, surely. That's exactly right, Francis. And that's another thing that I would say, you know, to people that are starting up going into business, you need to be doing that annual forecast. Mm. Now, I would do a three-way forecast But if you can't do that, at least do an annual budget. What's a three-way forecast? Three-way forecast is where not just the profit and loss, but you're forecasting your balance sheet and your cash. And as we say, cash is king, and we really need to be knowing potentially when we need to extend our overdraft. Mm -hmm. Or, you, you know, maybe we need to go and get a loan. So if we have a cash flow forecast, we can see when we need to be going to the bank not just a couple of days before, but a couple of months, a quarter before, and kind mm. of giving them that pre-warning. Banks love it. Banks love the business plans and the cash flow forecast. They, you are giving them a story. You are showing them that you are actually in control of your business. Mm, okay, yeah. and speaking their language, that's the way to get exactly. them to help you. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so... Obviously, you really want to have a profitable business. You do. Because it's one thing to have money coming in the door. It's another thing to actually be making money. Yes. How do you gear towards profitability from the start, and what's the difference? Now, Francis, a lot of people, when they are reviewing their financials, you know I was saying that they're looking at their budget compared to actuals. Mm. All they're looking at is turnover. Mm -hmm. And to tell you the truth, there's a saying... Turnover is vanity, profitability is sanity, but cash flow is reality. Oh, look, and it's so key. So rather than just concentrating on sales, Mm. you need to be looking at those profitability key performance indicators, I say. Mm -hmm. So those are our gross profit percentage. Mm. We need to be reviewing that monthly. And if that is decreasing, Francis, We need to be doing something about it. Mm -hmm. We need to be increasing our sales price, reducing our cost of sales, or if we've been a little optimistic when we've done our budget and actually we can't get that gross profit that we thought we were going to get, Mm -hmm. we need to be changing our budget and seeing what happens to that final profit figure because then we actually might be seeing actually this business isn't viable the way we're doing it. And we need to make some drastic changes. And I know that's hard for people to be thinking about that. And I think some people respond to, I've done it in the past before. It's a situation you don't want to admit is happening, so you just don't look at it. Yes. But you can get in really deep if you don't look at it. I think the best thing, you've got to be monitoring it from the start. You are preaching to someone that I quite (laughs) agree, Francis. Exactly. But unfortunately, this is what happens. Look, about four years ago, I went to a women's networking group Mm -hmm. and the theme of the um, seminar was about failure in business. Mm. The 
key thing that people were failing was they were giving away the finances to someone else. It was that whole abdication, not delegation, not kind of still taking an overview and understanding what's happening, but basically going, someone else will deal with that. Now, as we know as business owners, we've got to be over all aspects of our business. And we can't give away that kind of, that such valuable kind of um, finances is key, key to a business, mm. you know. Um, so that's why I did something about it, actually. I set up, uh, with um, co-hosting with ASB, something called Her Thriving Business. Mm -hmm. And it's a series of um, events that we have, but just for women in business, to really help them thrive. Mm. And one of the first um, seminars we did was in Know Your Numbers. And it was basically preaching, women, embrace the numbers. They might not be something that is really your forte, mm -hmm. but guess what? With a bit of coaching, you can get to really understand them. Mm. You can actually get to really like them and actually really go, ah, this is really exciting. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. No, so it's really exciting. Because you do, yeah, you, you mentor women on this. And yeah, definitely. do you think it's particularly something that women do that they – just kind of don't want to look at the numbers and then just pass it off. Is it something that we're a bit more susceptible to? Maybe it's a female thing. Mm. Although, guess what? In 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 my CA um, firm, we're majority women. We love the numbers. Yeah. So I don't know. I do think it's more key that we do what we really feel comfortable doing. Mm -hmm. And often people in business are they really thrive on the sales and the products and the services. That's why they've gone into business. Mm -hmm. And it's not often the numbers that they've gone into business for. But yeah, but as I say, ask for help. Mm. Get that coaching and you actually will find that you really actually understand them. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, I've been working with a, um, a client for about a couple of years now. And initially she was saying that. She's going, I don't understand. She, she Point blank, just I don't understand. Now she's going, wow, this is really key. She's actually got um, some new software in to monitor her gross profit. She's really embracing it. It's just, it was just wonderful to see. Good on her. Yeah. And when people are getting comfy with numbers like that, because I think yes. a lot of people, even as far back as school, I think a lot of people don't enjoy maths and things like that. Exactly, Francis. Yeah, so how do you, when you're working with people, how do you start them off getting yeah. more comfortable with numbers? What's the first step? So it's education, actually, mm -hmm. Francis. It's kind of going through the profit and loss, explaining actually this is what it's telling you. Mm. And explaining, you know, there's a profit here, but that actually doesn't relate into cash specifically. It might be locked up in debtors and stock. Because I know as um, an accountant, we'll often, you know, say to our clients, this is your taxable profit. And they'll go, I don't understand that. Where's the cash? And it's locked up in that, that debtors and stock. So it's key for, for, um, for cash flow mm -hmm. to actually be monitoring your debtors days, your stock days. Looking at those, ringing up your debtors, if they haven't paid you on the 20th of month, and that's your terms of trade, mm. ringing them up and saying, when am I going to be getting that money? Don't let them treat you as a bank. Do you really want to be your debtors bank? Mm. Surely not. So it's just being proactive, and I know time is 
always an issue mm-hmm. when you're a small business owner. You work 24-7, mm-hmm. yeah. But those things, cash is so key to your business. If you run out of cash, your business goes. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you so much for that. That's Joanne Randall from Baker Tilly Staples Rodway. Now, you might have a question about this, money, property, anything along those lines, send it to me. We'll try to get it answered for you in a future podcast episode. You can find me on Facebook at Francis Cook Journalist, Twitter at Francis Cook, and Instagram at Francis Cook NZ, whichever one's your favorite. You can also subscribe to this podcast. I am on iHeartRadio, we're on Spotify, we're on Apple Podcasts, all the rest. Until next time, have a great day. And that's Francis cooking up your business confidence for another week on News Talk ZB.